You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Ukraine's grid hack, coordinated with but not accomplished by black energy malware, looks like a bellwether. Cisco issues three patches. Anonymous hacks Nissan. The hacktivists are still on the anti-whaling case. On the anti-ISIS case, not so much. Congressional hearings make some revision to U.S. Vossner implementation look likely. The feds are investigating the Krakas with attitude for hacking the director of national intelligence. And the Krakas might do well to stay out of Pittsburgh. The G-men there are tough. Trust us. We know. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, January 14th, 2016. More consensus emerges on the coordinated cyber attack on electrical utilities in western Ukraine. Sands thinks, and others concur, that the attack was not directly accomplished by black energy malware, still less through black energy's kill disk module, but that black energy accompanied the operation. An ISC security expert, Joe Weiss, told the CyberWire, quote, We're still in the process of trying to understand what truly led to the breakers being opened, which is what caused the actual electrical outage. We'll have a full interview with Mr. Weiss in tomorrow's Week in Review. U.S. officials commenting on the incident offer a tight-jawed warning to expect more attacks like this one on industrial control systems. Other predictors continue to foretell more effective cyber warfare out of ISIS, but so far the terrorist group has shown itself more capable of information operations than of cyber operations narrowly conceived. One disturbing and undoubted capability they're seeking, however, is the ability to use the Internet as an aid to finding and murdering journalists and others within ISIS-controlled areas who don't tow the caliphate's line. Anonymous continues to be more active on the pro-cetacean front than the anti-ISIS one. This time, the hacktivist collective disrupts Nissan website in order to protest Japanese whaling. Nissan is baffled by the connection since it really feels it has little to do with whales, but even an apparently tangential connection of being based in Japan is enough for protest purposes. Iran makes a minor foray into online propaganda, posting video of detained U.S. Navy personnel apparently apologizing for what Iran alleges is a violation of its territorial waters. The Krakas with attitude caper to redirect phone calls to U.S. DNI Clapper's home over to a pro-Palestinian site is now the subject of an investigation. The Krakas seem to have exploited a bug in the Clapper family service provider, Verizon Fios Broadband. Bitdefender explains the cross-site scripting vulnerability that may have exposed eBay users to phishing scams. Ransomware continues to make its usual rounds. Angler and Neutrino exploit kits are being used to distribute CryptoWall, and the Rig exploit kit is serving up Radamant malware. Brian Krebs reports on ransomware's growing effect on users of cloud services. Cyber libertarians, as Wired calls them, once saw Silk Road as the dawn of a new free market, untrammeled by government or cartel finagling. That false dawn has faded with Silk Road's eclipse. 
The dark web's markets have become as seedy and sleazy as the physical black markets they've supplemented. See, for example, the Hell Hacking Forum as an example of such sleaze. Its denizens go after a breathalyzer vendor. Still, remember, those black markets do behave like markets. Cisco releases three sets of patches, wireless LAN controller software, identity services engine software, and Aeronet 1800 series access points. OpenSSH 7.1p2 is also out, with a fix for a flaw that could leak private keys. Bromium's Endpoint Exploit Trends Report for 2015 is out. Among the more interesting trends are the increasing sophistication and popularity of exploit kits, the growing market savvy of ransomware purveyors, and the enduringly high return on investment malvertising delivers. The Internet of Things is going to be expensive to secure, analysts think. Some quote a dollar a device as a rule of thumb, and machine-to-machine traffic seems to some poised to take up a big share of roaming connections. The Council on Foreign Relations offers a rundown of the global trend toward a growing government appetite for Internet controller restriction. In the UK, surveillance policy aspirations seem to be shifting from mandated backdoors towards some sort of decrypt-on-demand regime. In the US, this week's congressional hearings on the Vassanar Agreement appear to augur changes in the Cyber Export Control Agreement's implementation. Industry wants changes. The Department of Homeland Security is moderately sympathetic to industry, and even the State Department betrays some buyer's remorse. Dambala offers some insight into how it helped Norwegian police take down the author of Megalodon HTTP crimeware. FBI Director Comey tells cybercriminals to steer clear of the cyber G-men in the Pittsburgh office. Falun Gong supporters challenge Cisco's alleged role in collaborating with Chinese suppression of the group. In industry news, rumor and speculation about mergers and acquisitions continue to affect cybersecurity companies' share prices, sometimes regardless of whether the affected companies are themselves the subject of such rumors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.
Joining me is John Petrick, editor of the CyberWire. John, we have good days, we have bad days, but uh, in cybersecurity, we have zero days. What is a zero day? It's a kind of bad day. That a zero day <laughs> is, uh, in epidemiology, people refer to patient zero, the first person who's identified as the victim of a particular disease. Mm. So a zero day, or zero day, is the day at which a new novel attack comes up. So you can have a zero-day attack, which involves the first exploitation of some previously unrecognized vulnerability, and people will often use zero days to refer to the vulnerability itself. You discover a new vulnerability, people will talk about that as a zero-day sometimes. There's also zero-day malware, and zero-day malware is a previously unknown piece of malware for which no detection signature is yet available. So does zero-day refer at all to, uh, to how relatively uh, dangerous a particular exploit is? Does, does it, if something is, is labeled as a zero-day, does that mean this needs your immediate attention? It often does because it's novel, but it's the novelty rather than the severity that makes it a zero-day. All right, John Petrick, thanks very much. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K Cyberwire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.